Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. And today I have with me a lovely, beautiful returning guest, Mr. Todd Cave. How are you doing, darling? I'm very well, thanks, Janet. And thank you for having me again. I'm excited to have this continuation of our uh, first discussion that we had. So let's dive right in. Where do you want to start? Okay, so basically, uh, I listened back to our podcast, and we covered uh, quite a few things. And mm -hmm. I'm going to do a slight, because some people may not have heard that one. So I'm just mm -hmm. going to do a, uh, a slight uh, review of that, because it's important to understand the, the entire story, because I'm going to try my best to tell a story of where we came from, and then link it all to today, because... Uh, a few things have happened since um, we last spoke. I think it was a year ago, you know? Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. So It's I'm been gonna, a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Time time flies so fast, you know? <laughs> that it does. <laughs> All right, then. So basically, where I would like to start and say is that, um, you know, we have, um, we're a lot more than um, we are led to believe and think and uh, and this is all by design because it is to try to uh, keep us down because a lot of like ancient scriptures uh, have shown that we are a very powerful species mm -hmm. and, and people. And um, basically it is our lack of understanding of ourselves, uh, who we are and what we are, that has basically led us to, um, to I would say, our fall. You know, they talk about the fallen angels in a lot of these scriptures, but I would say that we have fallen from grace. I agree with that. So basically, um, in order to, for people to understand who and what we are, we need to ask our questions of who are we, what are we, and where do we come from? And to answer these questions, we need to go back to the oldest records that we have on earth that we know about, uh, which are called the Sumerian tablets, which are about 5,500 years old and were written in the oldest writing system called cuneiform. So they're around, from around 3200 to 3400 BC. Now these records document events up to 450,000 years ago and talk about a group of deities called the Anunnaki, who appear to be what we call the fallen angels, uh, or the Nephilim in the Bible, and the watchers in the Book of Enoch. Now on examination of these Sumerian tablets, the stories and tales found in the Bible and other religious texts appear to be mere copies of the original text that they are in, um, with a few redactions and name changes. For example, in the Sumerian, in the Epic of Atrahasis, there's a character called the Asudra, which is what um, the original story was, uh, when in our Bible, that is the story of Noah. So that's just to give you a very short example. And in that Atrahasis story epic as well, um, there is a flood. So there are a lot of things that are the same, but they're just redactions to make it all religious. So that's mm -hmm. just a, one example. So on the, on, there's another set of tablets called the Sumerian King's List. And on it, um, on these tablets are located, found in the British Museum. Uh, I've been there, I've seen them myself. Um, it says on them, after the kingship descended from heaven, which is really the sky, the kingship was in Eridu. And Eridu is in a place called Mesopotamia, uh, or was in a place called Mesopotamia, which is uh, present-day southern Iraq. 
And um, in that region, you have a lot of other um, places of significance like um, Ur, uh, Eridu, uh, Akkad, uh, Babylon, and a, lo and a lot of other um, peoples and places in the Bible all come from this area. Um, and Mesopotamia, uh, Sumer, were basically um, captured in between two lakes, two rivers, sorry. One is called uh, the Euphrates, and the next one is called the Tigris. And they all meander back into the Persian Gulf. So that area is also connected into uh, Canaan and Lebanon, which goes down into Africa uh, into, through the River Nile. So basically, uh, where there's water, there's civilization. Uh, this is one of the reasons, too, uh, it looks like why these deities called, that call themselves deities and the Anunnaki chose that area. Now, just to show you uh, a little bit of who we were and what we were, we used to live for a very long period in time. And uh, on the Sumerian kings list as well, it, set, it has um, what you call the first eight immortal kings. And they ruled for a, a, combina a total of 241,200 years. Uh, we had characters like Alulim, who ruled for 28,800 years. Um, Alangar for 36,000 years. Another guy ruled for 43,200 years. So as you can see, we actually used to live for a very, very long period in time, right? And um, as they and say... That's, I was going to say that's evident, like even in the Bible, when you read scripture, you know, the different characters in the Bible that are having babies at like 115 years old. <laughs> True. And this is why, like, um, you had characters like uh, Methuselah that lived for, I think it was from memory, 979 years or something mm -hmm. like that. So we do have a history of um, living for a very long time. And um, basically um, what that means is that, well, what, if you think about it, the older you live, the wiser you become. Right. And if you think about it, we are, our lifespan is only what, 120 years max, maybe a little bit more, give or take. Mm -hmm. And it means that we can't really become very, very wise, which is one of the reasons to why as a collective, as a people, I would say we're a bit stupid. We, 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 don't, really, we don't really know much. If you're living for 5,000 years, 43,000 years, compare your knowledge at, say, 10,000 years to where you were when you were 100. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You were just a baby in the grand scheme of things at 100 years old, right? right. So you can see that, um, you know what I mean, when you look back at our history, we were a lot wiser, right? This boy said that we've fallen from grace. Now, mm -hmm. this is, part of it is our fault and part of it isn't, which I'll go into a little bit uh, of detail very slightly because I don't want to go back over everything we spoke about last time. Mm -hmm. And um, for Anyone that wants to uh, understand a little bit more about the Anunnaki, um, you can find them in the books in one called the Lost Book of Enki, and another one is called the Atrahasis, and the next one is called the Enuma Elish. And um, then you can have books like the Book of Enoch, which even though they use the term the fallen angels, are the actual Anunnaki. Then in another book called uh, the Nakamati text, and they use the word called the archons, which really just means um, the rulers. Um, those characters in that book were actually Anunnaki as well. 
So as I said, uh, these these deities, the Anunnaki, they were the gods for Samaria, for the Sumerians, the Akkadians, the Assyrians, and the Babylonians. And the records show that they come from a planet called Nibiru. So there were there are a lot of um, main characters um, in these you know in this in this history in the, in these texts. Uh, one is called Enlil, who was the Lord of Air Command. Enki, who was the Lord of the Earth. Marduk, who was the chief god in Babylon. Um, Ningashida, uh, who was a master geneticist and alchemist. Uh, he was god of vegetation and the underworld. So. Basically, the what brought them here to Earth was that they, their planet called Nibiru was disintegrating. We don't know why, but it just was. And they came here to mine for gold and resources and stuff. And what happened is that through the laborious work, um, because they brought people from their planet called the Ajiji. So the Ajiji are basically like them but they're a lower caste so they're like the working class the blue collar people like you and i mm -hmm. and the anunnaki will be equivalent to the aristocrats the monarchy the heads of state um the central bankers all the people that are really pulling the strings behind the scenes now on earth well they are the descendants of the anunnaki which mm -hmm. is why i said that I had to cover this a little bit so people that may not listen to that podcast will have a little bit idea that basically uh, they came here to extract resources from Earth and the Ajiji, their workers rebelled because the work was very hard and they ended up creating us in the process. They, the tablets specifically say that they took their essence, basically their DNA, and they mixed it with the there was an existing hominid species on Earth at the time, and they took um, the, the two DNAs and merged them together to create a, a worker being. And when they created that being, that being used to live for a very long time, uh, which is what, how it, why it's um, shown earlier uh, a few minutes ago. And basically what happened is that they wanted just a species of people to be just smart enough to carry out work but not too smart so that they would realize that they're slaves and they would rebel, right? right? And this has basically been our story on Earth ever since then to now, where we have been perpetual slaves. So this is partly not our fault because they came and set it up. They uh, set up all the, the control structures um, and they created what I call are the three religions, right? Um, the three re religions, as I see them, are the religion of money, the religion of government, and the, an organized religion. And these um, control systems are what create this false matrix that we live in, right? Mm -hmm. And this is why one of those three religions controls each and all of us um, on earth. So you have people that maybe just worship money. Now, when they say worship money, not necessarily bow down to it and say, oh, please, God, money, but it is on their minds all the time. And to be fair, that's the way the system has been set up in terms of a value system, where um, if we don't have money, we can't um, pay for our rent or our mortgage. We can't feed ourselves. We can't send our children to school. 
So it is a religion because it hold because the word religion comes from the Latin word religare, which means to hold or to bind. And what happens is that, or it means to thwart forward progress. So what's happened is that because money is used as a control system, it means that a lot of people have ended up selling their souls for money, which we're going to talk about later on. But mm -hmm. as you can see in pop culture, Hollywood culture, right? Um, just people to 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 you know, me have fame and what's not. They've sold their souls, right? Even and, people in the podcast um, and then you have the of government, which controls us now where we believe that if we go and cast our vote um every four or six years or whatever it is we will elect another person who are going to come and save us but what has happened is that organized religion has given this us this complex of a savior of a savior is going to come and take care of us but in reality no one's coming to save us we have to end up saving ourselves Mm -hmm. And what happened now is that we believe that Joe Biden is going to save us. Trump is going to save us. David Cameron is going to save us. Boris Johnson is going to save us. Right. You know, Sadiq Khan, whoever, they're going to save us. But in reality, what it is now is that we are um, devolving our power to them, which is the same kind of system that the Anunnaki came here and set up. But they're behind the scenes controlling things and their puppets and their progeny, their offspring are the ones that are running things, right? This is why that uh, Mark Twain says that history may not repeat itself, but it sure rhymes. And when you mm -hmm. go back to all these ancient records, you realize that the system was born many, many hundred thousands of years ago. And today is just in its present form where we just have the differences. We have loads of technology to distract us, but we're not really that smart, you know? That's why I said we've fallen from grace. <laughs> And then you have um, organized religion. Then that, uh, again, no, it means, well, I don't need to do anything because Jesus is going to save me. God is going to save me. The Mahdi is going to save me. Muhammad is going to save me because, you know what I mean? All I, can, all, all I need to do is just do what they say and it will all be done. But, again, what you're doing is you're transferring all of your power to something outside of you instead of looking inside of you which mm -hmm. is really um the, the the real deal of the the whole thing and there are a lot of um there's a, there's an interesting book that i just read recently called the Terra papers um by a guy called robert morning sky and he is um both navajo and apache indian and his grandfather was one of the six uh, natives that fought, that was at the Roswell crash and uh, found um, and communicated to an extraterrestrial. And basically all the stuff that I said before, Robert Morning Sky wrote in his book that his grandfather told him, and this extraterrestrial name was called Bhakti, and he communicated to the natives through a crystal and told them this entire story. So... You know, there's a lot of different places that um, you can find information like this. And what it is now is that they, the, the system has been set up so that we are, it's like trying, to, like if you can kill a frog, you don't just, well, you can kill a frog anyway, but there's the, the old saying that you put a frog in, in water and you turn up the heat and eventually it will die. And this is what we are right now. We have been put in the cold water and the heat has been turned up and our slavery has been 
becoming more and more and more and more mm-hmm. um, until we get to the point you now where like it seems like if it just dropped off a cliff where we have no freedoms anymore. Uh, we have we can't s- express our feelings. You, you say something online and you get canceled either mm-hmm. maybe on social media or at your workplace because right. I've, I've, I've read a few articles where there are people that have maybe just even liked a, a, a tweet on a Twitter post and, and lost they, their job they, because they've lost of it. their jobs right mm-hmm. so right. it is is really uh, crazy when you think about it and um well yeah, yeah because so you it, put, is, it is one of those like, things that you know we need to um realize that is not by chance it is all by design right so i wonder am i i think my song just dropped <laughs> i can hear you okay okay so basically um one of the things that i want to show people now is that um the since the anunnaki gods created religion they have sown um this idea of uh, of a devil now what it is now is that the word Satan actually means adversary. And we tend to confuse uh, the word Satan with Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, is that the word Lucifer actually comes from um, the Greek word called phosphorus, which means morning sky, star of the morning. And what it is now is that that word was transliterated into um, Latin, which it became the word Lucifer. So in reality, and, and phosphorus was linked to the planet Venus because at that time, Venus was a sun. This is what we used to call it the star of the morning or the morning star. And we know that Venus was a lot closer to Earth um, in the Sumerian tablets, it said that Venus did a flyby. There was some cosmic activity uh, going on, and a lot of these planets kind of like maybe quotations mark fought against one another. There were collisions, and in their in their orbits, the the energy that they were bringing shifted the planets in certain places. Because even Earth was was interfered with uh, at one point in time because Earth was actually known as Tiamat. And in the Babylonian version of the Enuma Elish, it talks about Marduk. But this was actually, uh, Marduk changed his name from Enlil, uh, who was the, um, I can't remember his name, but, but it's equivalent to like, um, the, the, the adversary, right, at the time. And what happened is that Tiamat had some satellites around her. One was called Kingu. Uh, now, there are two theories, there are two different sets of information showing that Kingu was equivalent to our moon, and then also that um, Tiamat, when um, the planet, I can't remember which planet it was, it, it collided into Tiamat, but in this case, in, uh, from the Babylonian version of the Enuma Elish, Marduk is saying that he went to war with Tiamat, and when he collided into Tiamat, it split the earth, and uh, there's another theory that the moon is actually part of the old Tiamat and what we call the asteroid belt, uh, as they call it, the hammer bracelet, or the remains and the fragments of that collision. So what it is now is that there's always been celestial movement going on that has caused uh, great amounts of damage to um, to Earth and to other um, 
um, celestial bodies. So what it is now is that Venus was a lot closer to Earth at the time, excuse me, and Venus was known as phosphorus. But then when all this information was translated into Latin, and the phosphorus was transliterated into Lucifer. And then for some reason, through translations and translations and transliterations, Lucifer ended up being coincided with Satan. But the word Satan just means adversary. And what it is now is that each of these Anunnaki gods, they were a Satan. They were an adversary at one point in time of humanity. And we know this because even if you look into the uh, Old Testament, um, where it says, the, the God of the Old Testament says that I am the Lord God and there are no other gods but me. So in that statement, it is actually confirming that there are other gods, right? So what if you are the God of everything, you're the creator of all things, why would you even have to make a statement to say that there are no other gods? So either deities or people or entities or beings are pretending to be a god, but they would have to have some sort of status as god status to even try to impersonate that, you know? So what it is now is that uh, all of these um, like control systems mentally have, have us doing a lot of mental gymnastics to try to, you know, fit into this world. So mm -hmm. we think that this devil with a, a pitchfork <clears throat> is going to come to, to attack us. But that was all made up as a way to make us fear um, religion. So basically, you have to fear God. So if you don't do what God says, you're going to be killed. So they put all of this inside the scriptures to make us um, conform to our slavery because people were not having it and people were, were, were going against the narrative like today. And uh, they said, well, basically, this is how they're going to control us, right? Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to clear that up in terms of... Um, there's no really such thing as, as the devil per se. Now, people will say, but, you know, I've seen entities or communicate. There are what are called negative energy spirits. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is true. Because if you look at it, God is just energy. And love is an energy. So you can't have one without the other. So the whole universe is made up of um, as above, so below. Um, this is a hermetic principle. So if you read the seven hermetic principles by Hermes Trismegistus, uh, you would realize that as above, so below, which means that you can't have left without right. You can't have hot without cold. You can't have um, tall without being short. You can't have male without female. They, they both have to coincide at the same time. And your job is to find the balance where you can actually um, be in between both and not let either interfere with you. And mm -hmm. in order to do that, you need to have positive energy because we know that Positive energy attracts more positive energy, but there's a 100% um, attraction rate of negative attracting more negative, right? Right. So what is now is that they've created a lot of dogma. Um, and this is why, you know, we have all these like death cults and things that, you're, uh, that you have to just follow without even um, knowing if they're true or not. So I'm going to pose a question uh, to say, is religion actually a cult? And um, what we're going to do is that we're going to dive in to, to, to define what is a cult. And as I explained before to you what a religion is, it is used to hold and bind the minds of its people. But let's see if religious people and cult people, cult members, are different or the same. 
So the definition of a cult is uh, a group or a movement held together by a shared commitment to a charismatic leader or ideology. It has a belief system that has the answers to all of life's questions and offers a special solution to be gained only by following the leader's rules. So on close examination of organized religion as a whole, we see that they're based in dogma, which is unquestionable and is held together by various rituals to confirm adherence. So it's like, thou shall not do this, thou shall worship me. You're not allowed to question, it is mm -hmm. what it is. Right. So let's compare a religion and a cult to see if organized religions uh, and, and a cult have any similarities. So um, a cult is focused on a living leader with its members displaying excessively zealous and unquestioning commitment. The group is preoccupied with bringing in new members. The group is preoccupied with making money. The group doesn't allow questioning, doubting, or any dissent are all discouraged and even punished. Uh, initiates perform a ritual to become a member. So let's look at a religion. So religion um, is mostly focused on a leader with its members displaying excessively zealous and unquestioning commitment. Uh, a religion sends out its missionaries to convert the unsaved, quotation marks unsaved. Um, collection bowls are always at the end of each gathering. Questioning, expressing doubt, and going against the rules isn't tolerated and is even punished. And new converts undertake a ritual or rituals to confirm membership. Hmm, quite interesting. So, <clears throat> in order to, um, so when you look at those two um, definitions or, or characteristics of people, religious people and cult members, you can see that there are a lot of <laughs> similarities. If not, I would say they're actually the same thing. But mm -hmm. let us, um, in order to, to prove to, 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 dive, to uh, investigate if this is actually true or not. Let's create an equal set of skills for measurement for people and for God. So I think that most people can agree that an apple tree can't produce oranges. And most people would agree that a bad person would speak bad things, do bad things, and have, um, you know, I mean, bad uh, deeds, you know, bad speech, speak badly. And a good person will be positive, uh, uplifting, speaking positively, trying to help, and also thinking positive thoughts. So if we um, were to take those two equal scales of measurement and apply it to God, I guess we can say then that a bad God would encourage its followers to do bad things, speak bad things about other people that don't agree with them, and to also uh, have command his followers to carry out um, some dark and heinous and terrible acts. Well, a good God should tell his people to love people who don't love you, um, love people even that disagree with you, command you to speak good, positive things, help and be kind, and to overall be a good-natured person. Mm -hmm. So if we look at those two, those three scales of measurement, we, 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 we looked at an apple tree can't, uh, can't produce oranges, a bad person or everything that they do will be bad, and a good person will all be good, then a bad God would make 
uh, will cause its people to do acts of genocide. And a good God will be trying to heal people, um, create environments to, to, to help people that are in need and just overall do good things. So the question now is that where can we find Satan in the Bible or Quran or one of these um, Abrahamic religions performing or instigating his people to do bad things? Now, in the Bible, for sure, I have only found one place where Satan does a bad deed. So isn't it God or Allah for the Muslims not performing the bad acts in these texts? Therefore, I deduce that the God of the Old Testament and Allah in the Quran are, in fact, Satan, the adversary. And I will give you some receipts on where you can find some of this information. Mm -hmm. So... If you look at Judaism and Christianity, we can find murder, rape, and pillage at Jabesh in uh, Jabesh Gilead in Judges 21, verses 10 to 24. More murder, rape, pillage of the Midianites in Numbers 31, chapter, uh, verse 7 to 18. We can find sex slaves in Exodus, um, chapter 21, 7 to 11. We can find that God assists in rape and plunder, uh, uh, Zechariah 14, 1 to 2. And we can find kill the non-believers in 2 Chronicles 15, verses 12 to 13. Now, let's look at Islam. So we find that murder, martyrdom, and conquest in Sahih Muslim 22, or Sahih Bukhari 2797, and in the actual Quran, Surah 9, verses, verse 9, um, Surah 9, Then it says another one, I have been commanded by um, to fight. I've been commanded to fight people, the people until they say that there's no God but Allah and Muhammad is his messenger. Um, Sahih Muslim uh, number 22. So then you can find um, other cruel, um, heinous things like Muhammad has sex with a girl that was nine years old in Sahih Muslim. Sahih al-Bukhari, 51.36. And he has some very strong statements against women. He says, your wives are places for sowing seed whenever and however you wish. Uh, Quran, 22, Quran Surah 2, 2.22. And then new converts have to uh, undertake a shahada to confirm membership, but you're not allowed to leave. Uh, if not, your punishment is by death. So as you can see, we have these three supposed Muhammad religions that have very, very similar mm -hmm. things, right? Right. So therefore, this is what I concur, I conclude that all these, all three Muhammad religions uh, have the same energy in terms of murder, rape, pillage, violence, genocide. Pedophilia is in there Pedophilia. too. Yep. Mm -hmm. And this is why I say that these Incest. religions, yes, yes, mm -hmm. that's why I say that these religions are not from the Most High, the God of Love, which Christ spoke about, because Christ's message was very much corrupted and basically caused us to try to worship a man. But the man Jesus, this thing, the word Jesus never actually existed, right? Um, Jesus itself is a transliteration upon transliteration, upon transliteration. And um, basically, in the original text, his name was Yehoshua, Yehusha, or mm -hmm. Yeshua. 
and his name and spelling was translated from language to language, uh, which filters down into today known as Jesus. So what it was is that it was a, a four-step process to erase the original or orthodox Hebrew name Yehoshua or Yeshua, and that took nearly 1,600 years to evolve. So the Hebrew was capital Y, capital H, capital W, apostrophe, S-H-U-A, so Yehoshua, and was abbreviated by removing the H-W in Aramaic to Yeshua. So then the next stage now was that the Hebrew uh, slash Aramaic name was transliterated into Iseus, I-E-S-O-U-S. Now, the Greek was translated into Latin to Isus, and this name was found in 1611 in the King James Version of the Bible. It actually had that Isus spelling. And then Latin was transliterated into Jesus. Now, fun fact for you, the word Isus is actually Greek for Hail Zeus. And my research has shown me that the god Zeus for the Greeks was actually Enlil, who was the Anunnaki god of uh, command, who was mm -hmm. also uh, Jehovah, Al Shaddai, and uh, Yahweh. So you see, this is why I had to talk a little bit about the Anunnaki first to show people how it all has is linked and is woven together like so tight, like a vice grip. This is why we are such in the state we are today where we're injecting ourselves with lethal, in, uh, lethal medicine, you know? Right. <laughs> so we're going to get onto that as well, you know, because it's all tied. <clears throat> it's all tied. So basically, uh, to clarify, the consonant form of J was not known in the 14th century. Therefore, both J and I used to have the Y sound, as in like the word yes. So in Greek, Iseus, how we pronounce it in English, was um, was pronounced Yeseus in Greek. And in Latin, uh, and Latin Isus, which was another transliteration, was pronounced Yesus. So in the 18th century, the letters J and I were split into a consonant and a vowel. And J was adopted as the consonant letter so now since we, the, this new consonant J was closer to the modern Y sound, the letter J was chosen in the translation to Jesus. Therefore, the character that we call Jesus, the J, in modern day never existed and is just one uh, of the many lies injected into religion to take us further away from the truth that Yehoshua was an ascended master who became the Christ in order to teach us how to get back to source, right? Mm -hmm. And basically, we have a lot of like other ascended masters that have came here to try to teach very, very similar messages uh, that Christ came. One was like um, um, Thoth. He was also known as Ningashida, who I said was one of the chief god of vegetation and also a master alchemist. In one of his incarnations, uh, he was Thoth, and in his Emerald Tablets, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, he used to refer to himself as the Son of Man. And because he was a god in Egypt, he's the one that set up all of these mystery schools, uh, uh, what the bastardized version we have today called Freemasonry. But before, 
um, in its pure form, they were called mystery schools that would be teaching all these things. So if anyone knows the story of uh, Yehoshua, when he, before he became the Christ, he actually spent time in Egypt. And we know that this happened because the Coptic Christians uh, have a place where they said that he actually slept. So if you go to Egypt today, you can actually go to, I think there's a church built on top of where it is now, but you can actually go into where he actually spent time. And this is why uh, he and Yehoshua and Thoth have very similar screaming messages where they both refer to themselves as the son of man. Because the thing is that Christ is a spiritual office. It is, one, it is a spiritual office that one holds where when you acknowledge the presence of the mother, father, God, or the I am presence in you. It's a consciousness. It's an understanding. Because the word Christos in Greek was translated into Christ, into Latin, and translated into Sanskrit to Krishna. This is why Krishna, for the Hindus, and we read the Bhagavad Gita, he actually talks about Christ, I mean Krishna consciousness. But Krishna mm -hmm. consciousness and Christ consciousness are the same thing because they're the same consciousness, it's the same understanding. Because Krishna referred to himself as the... Um, the, the, the Godhead supreme personality. So the Godhead would be the all God of everything. He's the personality of the, of, of the Godhead, right? Right. So this is why um, I said before that even when you take something positive like Yahushua becoming the Christ and the message of Christ has been corrupted into making us worship the man. So when people say there's power in Jesus, they've actually been deceived because the word jesus never existed until what last 500 years so there's a lot of um there's a lot of reason why the matrix has been set up in the way it is and this is why we've fallen so far where um we believe everything our government says we believe everything that our religions tell us we're very easily deceived by everything Yes, and to go back to what I was saying before that we used to live for a very, very uh, long time, what's happened is that Earth has had a lot of cataclysms over its, its lifetime. And uh, what it looks like is that after every cataclysm, humanity would lose a little bit of its consciousness every single time. Because what happened is that we know from the, these Sumerian tablets that after the flood, and there were several floods as well. What happened is that when the Anunnaki receded humans on Earth, what they did is that they capped uh, our telomeres. So telomeres are responsible for cell regeneration. And they, they, they fused chromosome 2. And this took place about 200 to 250,000 years ago. And there's an interesting uh, article, I think, from um, 2014, that shows that, um, that science has confirmed that the capping of our telomeres and the fusion of chromosome 2 is not, is not natural. It's something that was done. It was, ex it was externally done. When it's externally that it was done and is not part of nature because primates are our closest ancestors. And they share about, I think, 98% of our DNA. And... In none of their species, they have the telomeres capped or chromosome 2 
uh, fused. I actually went and checked out the sequencing, and you can clearly see that um, chromosome 2 is fused because it will be in two pairs because I think, uh, I think there are 24, yeah, 24 chromosomes, and uh, each chromosome has two pairs, which will make it 48, and chromosome 2 is fused together. And you can actually see it when you go and look at the genomes. So what it is now is that they have done that to stop us from growing old because as the older we get, the wiser we become. Mm -hmm. And what it is now is that because every time there was a cataclysm that our level of consciousness uh, lowers, it means then that they can trick us more and more and more into not only just worshiping them, but just believe in everything because we look at them as our saviors, right? Right. And we have um, three tribes that I'm going to list today that have very similar stories confirming cataclysmic events. So we have one set of people that are the Aborigines in Australia. They actually say that they were seeded here on Earth by the Palladians. And the Palladians come from the star system called the Pallades. Uh, and Pallades is also even found in the Old Testament, right? So that people can want to check. And they say that they gods, and they have like in some like um, caves and stuff, some um, petroglyphs, which show you some very, very tall beings uh, compared to them who are very short. And they taught them everything they know. And they say that they were seen here by Pallades, Palladians, and that when the cataclysm, one of the, cat one of the cataclysms happened, they saved them right? We have another tribe called the Dogon tribe, which are in West Africa, Mali. And there was a French uh, anthropologist who spent, I think from memory, 20 years with this tribe, learning their language and learning their customs. And he said that the Dogons worship a, a group of people called the Nomo. And their god was a fish god. And that their god saved them during one of the cataclysms and taught them all the things that they know. And they, and they knew about the star system called Sirius. We didn't even know about Sirius um, A, and Sirius B, and Sirius C until recently. And the anthropologist learned this. I think it was, what, 1920 or something that he, he went there? A French uh, anthropologist. And so basically, they said that their God saved them from one of the cataclysms, and their God was a fish God. Now, we know that um, Enki, who is one of the uh, Anunnaki gods, one of his symbols is the fish, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we always, and the way you know these beings are Anunnaki is through their symbols, their symbology, because signs and symbols are what rule the world. It's not these people that get in front of a teleprompter and tell us what to do is signs and symbols and not necessarily words either. And then we have another group of people called the, uh, the Hopi and the Hopi tribe said that during uh, the last flood, the ant people uh, took them underground. So th and they confirmed that there's an inner earth as well and saved them from um, the cataclysm. And basically He's the god that they worship. And they have like some tales and legends that talk about the blue kachina, the red kachina. So my point is that the stuff that I'm seeing, we have uh, Aboriginal tribes, native tribes 
that are not connected in three different continents, like Australia, Africa, and North America, that are saying very similar stories, right? Mm -hmm. And basically confirming a lot of stuff that I've read. So, as I said before, the Anunnaki, they set up all these systems of control. So the word government comes from the word <clears throat> governere and mentis, which is Latin. So governere is Latin for to govern, to control, to steer, and mentis, which is Latin for mind. So therefore, the word government means mind control when you actually um, put it together. Imagine that. <laughs> right, right. Who would have thought in modern day times that that would be a <clears throat> thing? That was sarcastic. I know. It's just like <laughs> it's just like the word mortgage means death mm -hmm. contract because right. French it stands mort death, mm -hmm. and the gauge part means um, contract. You know, so it means death contract, which is why mortgages are what. 30, 40, 50 years? Well, it pretty much is because by the time you get it off, you're dead. So. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> there's a lot of um, things that um, they've set up in order mm -hmm. to... So they set up religion, then they set up government, right? So this is why people that are very um, political for either left-wing or right-wing, when mm -hmm. you try to communicate with them, excuse me, they have the same way of being that religious people um, have right. very right. fundamentalist, very uh, zealous. Uh, in fact, I say that this is why. This is why no one's. I I'm, I don't know if anyone else have has said that these are the three main religions. But for me, from my investigation, it looks like these three main religions are what create everything on earth: mm -hmm. money, religion, and organized religion. And they all have us in one way or another. So, you in some form or form, some form or fashion, we all for lack of a better word, worship or controlled by, I think that's a better way to say it, by one of these religions, right? Mm -hmm. And this is why um, government is evil. Government is really an unnecessary evil. And we actually don't really need government to, 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 to live or to survive because then you will get people to say, but oh, Todd, who's going to pick up the sanitation? Who's going to build the roads and stuff? Well, in reality... I think that human beings are very good at filling um, gaps in markets. Mm -hmm. And doing what they need to do. Correct. Mm -hmm. So people say, well, who's going to um, build the roads? Who's going to pick up the rubbish? Now, there may be some people like me that I used to be a civil engineer that has skills in terms of construction and building roads, etc. Mm -hmm. So in a world without a government, I would want these people that would volunteer to do those things because it's something I'm good at, it's something I like to do, and it gives me a lot of um, enjoyment because one of the things I used to love about engineering, civil engineering, is that you can actually physically see your work at the end of every day. There's something mm -hmm. tangible, right? right? Because right. civil engineering is part of the built environment. So when you leave that day, you can say, well, we have up this form work because we're going to pour this wall tomorrow. And then in a few days when we strike the wall, you're going to see this, this strike forward. Sorry, we're going to see this wall. It's something you see is there. Other people, maybe people that, you know, like just doing physical hard stuff. You know, there's some people that just, you know, there's why some people are farmers. There's why some people dig holes. So mm -hmm. those people will end up working in the road. 
And then what it is now is that there's some people that just like growing fruits and vegetables or keeping bees or whatever. So what will happen is that all the gaps in the market, people would end up filling mm -hmm. and there would actually be no wastage because what will happen is that people that produce too much honey would just give away the rest of the honey because, well, just if you leave it there, it's going to go bad, right? Mm -hmm. It's if we have bananas or apples on your tree and if you, you, if you don't use them, they're going to rot so just give them mm -hmm. away and what will happen is that you will see that without the interference of government with rules and regulations we as a people would end up becoming more loving caring and compassionate right. because <clears throat> we would end up seeing that okay you could be selfish but as a person that as a, as a I, I, I used to be a farmer as well it hurts your heart to throw away produce right you would rather give it away for free mm -hmm. than to have to burn it or dump it so what right. will happen is that people will just end up all these surplus they will be, they'll be giving away the people and then the more you start to give away the more you will start to receive mm -hmm. right because if you think of the other person first it means that other people will think in you right mm -hmm. and right this is why the, the the shaman and the native elders of these all these tribes they say that they make choices seven generations ahead right because mm -hmm. they're not thinking about themselves they're thinking about the seventh generation to come and what's happened is that we have been come through the three religions that rule the world we have become only thinking about ourselves i was just gonna say very selfish because we are like all of us are creators in one way or another um and so like whether it's you know, whether it's like you being able to to make roads or uh, people that cook, people that can farm, whatever, you're a creator of whatever it is that you have been blessed with the talents to do. But so many people these days are so caught up in their own selfishness that they they forgot like how to create and help other people. To yes. further other people. Absolutely. And you see, what 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 has happened is that prior to the pandemic, people were on a low level, were starting to realize this as well. Mm -hmm. And I read an interesting stat about three years ago, and it said that volunteering was mm -hmm. at an all-time high. This is just before pre-pandemic, you know. Right. So volunteering for people that don't understand that concept is that you're doing something for no monetary gain and you're doing it all to be love. Right. And things, I could see that things were getting really difficult uh, economically. And I found it was a quite interesting stat to show that, excuse me, volunteering was at an all time high, mm -hmm. which means that people were starting to realize that concept. And it's actually not uh, something that is random. It is as a consequence of, the times that we're in because for the last few years, the earth's magnetosphere has been reduced in strength. Mm -hmm. So a lot of cosmic rays have been coming in from the central sun. And these are the tri golden diamond clustered energy coming into humanity, coming into the planet and they're activating people and people were starting to, whether they know it or not, 
starting to increase their level of consciousness and realizing the exact same thing you just said about selfishness. Mm -hmm. And this is because, as I explained before, the cosmos is kind of like one of the things that controls everything, the energy, because all these planets are just big balls of energy. Right. Of a, a physical manifestation. As are we. We're, we're Correct. Magnetic, magnetic energy beings. Correct. What we are. Correct. So basically what has happened is that um, pre-pandemic, pre all this energy was coming into the earth and things were on a slowly starting to change in terms of the consciousness of man. But what happened is that the Anunnaki and their progeny who rule this world know about this, um, this stage that we're in because we were entering the age of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. And the age of Aquarius would bring in the apocalypse, which just means the lifting of the veil or the revealing, right? right. So all the, the blinders that were on humanity would be lifted gradually, albeit, and we would mm -hmm. realize our glory. This is like in the Bhagavad Gita when Krishna revealed himself in his true form to Arjuna, his student, this is where he said that he's the Godhead Supreme Personality. It was so much light and so much energy that in the beginning, Arjuna was like, wow, this is amazing. I can see everything, like every single person, every single consciousness all wrapped into the one. But what happened is that it became too much light because in this physical body, the body is only able to absorb a certain amount of light, which is information. Right. And it started to make him scared. And he begged Krishna to um, basically reduce the amount of... Tone it down. <laughs> tone it down, right. Tone it down for him, right? <laughs> but in reality, what would happen is that as we go in this process of enlightenment, we would end up um, lifting the body to the higher realms. Because St. Germain always talks in his uh, books, lifting the body, right? Mm -hmm. Or separating from the body in other uh, texts as well I've read. And what it is now is that after the uh, September 19th, no, September, sorry, September 23rd, 2017, there's something called the Great Sign of Heaven that occurred. And this Great Sign of Heaven is a star alignment, right? And this is talked about in Revelations 12, right? Mm -hmm. And I knew after that date that something big was going to happen. I didn't know what, uh, how, but in Revelations, it talks about the seven years of tribulation. Mm -hmm. And this is what basically preceded all the uh, pandemic stuff because these beings that rule the world knew about this time, knew we were going to enter in the age of Aquarius. They knew that the cosmic rays are coming in and they know that they can't stop it. So what did they do? Boom, they introduced a pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. And from looking at the tea leaves, I don't think that they thought it would have gone so well, right? Because it, you could see that it wasn't very well planned and it was just like a bit of a test to see how much control do they actually have and mm -hmm. to use it as a fact-finding mission so that when they want to bring in the real deal, how the mistakes that they made before, <clears throat> how they made it to correct it. This is why it looks like there were so many um, messages that were against each other, you know, contradictory messages in the beginning. Mm -hmm. One minute is always oh, only for two weeks. Then it's another four weeks. Then it's another two weeks again. Uh, you don't need to wear a mask. Then you need to wear a mask. Then right. actually you need to wear two, right? right. And maybe three, right? <laughs> so 
and a face shield (laughs) and gloves I use gel with gloves as well you know (laughs) so what it looks like to me is that um, the the pandemic was strategically done as a Mm -hmm. test to see okay where do we stand what do we need to improve on and where are we going wrong and then they realized that in order to protect the narrative they need to come very, very hard in terms of sanctioning of information, mixed messaging, and getting the governments to, um, to, to basically destroy their economies. Because what it is, right, is that I have been following the economic system globally for many, many years. And I remember um, just before Trump got in, in, uh, elected in 2016, I was following a bank called Deutsche Bank. Mm-hmm. And Deutsche Bank had the biggest derivative, derivatives bank sheet in the world. Um, it was rumored that their derivatives bank sheet was in the quadrillions, right? And uh, multi-trillions, we would say. Mm-hmm. So just to put it so people understand, I think the United States economy is 22 trillion, and I think Ch- or 21 trillion, and the China's economy is 19 trillion. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about um, magnitudes of trillions much higher than those. So derivatives are just bets on occurrences, right? They're not actual mm-hmm. money, but you have to end up paying if you lose. So Deutsche Bank seemed to have been the dumping ground for all of this. And I was following the macroeconomic situation for a while. And I thought that basically Deutsche Bank was going to basically cause the whole economy to, 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 to implode. So I was used to stock up on storable food and had uh, water purification <laughs> tablets and stuff. So I've been a prepper for years. And then when Trump came in, uh, what happened is that all, all of that got postponed, right? Right. Because whether you like Trump or not, because I'm apolitical and don't really care, one, the, the messages and the things he did was he was trying to actually work the United States economy as like a business. So he was trying to make uh, incentives for businesses to bring back their offshore uh, subsidiaries into the United States to make manufacturing into the United States. Because what people don't understand is that before, I think it was the height was at 1960-something, United States used to produce at least 40% of all goods on the planet. Mm-hmm. And basically, it used to be like, um, you know what I mean? When you can, imp- when you can buy American products, it was a status of like wealth that you had, right? Right, right. And after 1971, that um, sort of like offshoring of your companies exponentially increased Mm -hmm. um, through people like Henry Kissinger and Nixon and stuff that brought China, started the process to bring China back into the world, uh, world economy. And what it is now is that the United States went off of this, the gold, the gold currency. The, sorry, mm-hmm. the, um, a gold back currency, right? It was right. no longer exchangeable for gold, and this created a fiat system. So fiat is just by decree. So it's just like how government can just create laws by fiat by decree. Okay, this paper is money now and is not redeemable in in gold anymore, just because they say it. So we were always on a trajectory coming down, and I thought that 2015, early 2016, everything was in a hit pair of shape. Go up your shit. Mm-hmm. But when Trump came in, came in, 
he tried um, to, in fact, I mean, to be fair, the numbers speak for itself. It was the lowest unemployment that the United States had for probably a generation. A long time, yeah. A long time. People were investing into actual in, uh, businesses. People were going and getting loans to create businesses and take that risk to become an entrepreneur. And you could see that investment was high. And the rulers of the world don't want that, right? Right. So right. what they did is that they had to find a way to not, one, get him out, two, get people to destroy the economy for them. Mm -hmm. Because right. just before the pandemic happened, and the Federal Reserve was doing something, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember the term, there's a while since I've looked at it, but it was basically overnight, they would inject like 100 billion into the market. Mm -hmm. And what happened is that it had gotten to basically it was quantitative easing. It's got it had gotten to to such levels that it they wouldn't be able to hide it anymore, and it would be going into the trillions, right? So very closely after, like, because people in the alternative media were talking about this before this was starting to be discovered, boom, the pandemic came. So then it gave the government the ability to, in public, print loads of money. To keep people safe, you keep people in their home. You pay mm -hmm. uh, the furlough. We have it in the UK, and tell people, oh, "Don't worry, man. We will pay off these here. This is just an interest-free loan." But when the pandemic finished, you start to pay back those loans. So a lot of these businesses never survived, and it was all by design, mm -hmm. so as to get people to destroy the economy. So then, now because now their agenda is to basically wipe out ninety-five percent of population because uh mm -hmm. if you remember there's something called the Guide, georgia guidestones which no longer exist anymore because they were destroyed about two years ago or a year, year 18 months ago and it mm -hmm. said maintain the population at 500 million now we don't know who put up these stones but they were written i think in from memory like eight to 12 different languages right and um basically <clears throat> this is the agenda of these people so in order to um because we do know from like these sumerian tablets that They've always, they've always tried to cull humanity at moments of time. And they, in the last book of Enki, there's, a, there's some real heinous stuff where Enlil, he uh, created famines. And it says specifically that they, I can't remember the exact words that they use, but they sprayed stuff in the air, right? Hmm. Hmm. Right. So there's nothing <laughs> new under the sun, right? Hmm. So the chemtrails, right? Mm -hmm. Right. All of these were things that they were doing in the end. And Enlil told his followers, his worshippers, to stock up for famine for seven years. Right. Mm -hmm. And what happened is that the rest of the people, they like how um, Maria Antoinette said, they can eat cake. Right. But it got so bad that parents were killing their children to eat them to survive. Mm -hmm. It was that bad. Mm -hmm. And people got so small that it, the way it described is that you could almost see through them. They were mm -hmm. that skinny. So what it is now is that they've always been um, points in time in humanity where they've tried to cull the population. And now we are another part uh, in time where they're trying to cull the population. And they're doing all of the things they did back in the day, just mm -hmm. newer versions, right? Cre creating the famines and stuff that's going on right now, too, with them, like, destroying 
cattle destroying crops dumping milk the, mm -hmm, the whole nine yards so <clears throat> to do that as well you you need to cull the population so what you do is you you weaponize the common cold and give it a new name mm -hmm. use word magic and use the oldest technology that they have which is uh propaganda and mm -hmm. as joseph goebbels said that the more the bigger the lie the, the more it will be believed with repetition. I'm paraphrasing, mm -hmm. but that's basically what he said. Right. So what they did is that they took the common cold and flu. And before I forget this point, uh, there was a guy called Kerry Mullis, mm -hmm. who out of, I guess you call it coincidence or randomly, died in August 2019, mm -hmm. which is a few months before the pandemic kicked off. And mm -hmm. he was the inventor of the PCR test. Right. The PCR test is not a excuse me, diagnostic tool. It is a magnification tool. And it is you it, it was designed specifically to aid in rape cases, mm -hmm. to take the, the genetic material and blow it up. So it's a magnification tool to see what's in there. And right. he won a Nobel Prize for that test. Mm -hmm. And he said on camera, you may not even be able to find it on YouTube anymore because it was scrubbed. They've been, quickly. yeah, they've been taking it down. Mm. Right. He said that it is not, and I repeat, it is not a diagnostic tool. It is a magnification tool. Mm -hmm. And that is the same test that was used for HIV, mm -hmm. right? And he was very much against uh, Anthony Fauci uh, because he basically said that he's doing pseudoscience and basically just He's a shill. He's just racking in loads of money, selling products that are was killing people. So I just wanted to caveat that before I continue the rest. And and as a really quick side note, the PCR test and and people probably know this because talked about it before, but they use that same exact PCR test for flu swabs, uh, for strep throat for uh, fungal infections, uh, you name it, that same swab is used for literally everything, everything in the medical community, FYI. Yeah, and it is, it is not for what it is, just to, to, to magnify, to see. It's just like, suppose you, like, let me make it very simple. Your eyes are not good. You wear glasses so mm -hmm. that you can see clear. Well, that's mm -hmm. all it does. It just makes you see clear what's inside there, you know? Right. So what it is now is that the pandemic gave the government the ability to print money in front of the people's faces, mm -hmm. carrying up the debt, devaluing the currency, because mm -hmm. inflation doesn't come because prices just go up. Inflation comes from the debasement and devaluing of the currency. Mm -hmm. We know this because one of the reasons why ancient Rome felt and the Roman Empire felt was because they were um, they started something called coin clipping, and the basin of the denarius. And the denarius was a silver coin. And they started to withdraw out the, the amount of silver in the denarius. Which is why in the end, the Roman soldiers only accept the payment in gold. Because the mm -hmm. denarius, one, the, the, I should say, it would take probably a trillion, I think it's, when you convert it to modern day numbers, it'd be like a trillion denarius would be worth like one of the old denarius. You know what I mean? It was mm -hmm. that bad. 
So it's not that prices rose, it's that the value, the purchasing power of the currency lost mm -hmm. its value. Right. And this is what ended up happening. So this is why they're artificially creating uh, all of these famines, supply chain shortages. And then because this is a death cult that they're in, and they have to have sacrifices. So they, 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 they had to kill up some of us. So they tricked us through loads of propaganda by weaponizing the normal cold and flu mm -hmm. to say that it is uh, something dangerous and you're going to die. And although they were not actually physically saying this, this was the narrative behind the words. Right. Janet, if you go outside, you're going to die. You have to protect granny. Stay at home, mm -hmm. kill your business, kill yourself to protect everybody else. Do it for the greater good. Think about someone else. Don't, don't do it for yourself. So get jabbed, get protected. That the only way out is to get jabbed and lethally injected. Come on, take this jab, save granny. <laughs> so repeating this narrative every single day, every day, every day. And we know from, from just the testament of time that human beings are controlled by fear. Mm -hmm. Fear is a very, very powerful energy which can be used for both good and bad. Mm -hmm. So we, there are stories where fear was used in a good way where there's a story that um, this lady, she was involved in a car crash and her baby got trapped underneath the car. I think the car flipped and the baby was trapped underneath. And a car, for people to understand, is about 1.5 ton. 1.2 ton to 1.5 ton. She lifted up the car and pulled her baby from out of it. And up to this day, she doesn't know how she did it. So her fear of her losing her baby, she got superhuman strength because all the adrenaline, the cortisol, and all these other hormones in the body mm -hmm. temporarily gave her the strength she needed in order to, because it was fight or flight. And she wanted right. to save her baby, so she lifted it up. Now, in normal circumstances, a human being would be able to do that. But it just goes to show you that... Human beings are much more powerful than they realize. Mm -hmm. So what they did know is that, because like I said, from early up in the conversation, they capped our telomeres, they merged chromosome 2 so that our lifespan will reduce so we don't understand our divinity, our power, and who we are and what we really are. And then now, because we are energetic spiritual beings, uh, we have seven chakras, the whole virus was, well, it was not a real virus, but mm -hmm. lack of another <laughs> word we can use. Right. Pseudo-virus, I guess you can call it. Mm. They, they weaponized um, that through repetition of propaganda to get us to kill ourselves. Mm -hmm. And one, there, there are a lot of reasons for the, for the jabs. One, which I think is, for me, the biggest. There, there are two reasons. One, to kill. And the ones that do survive, there's another reason. And that is to because your crown chakra is what connects you to the universe. Mm -hmm. Your crown chakra is what connects you to God. Correct. Universal consciousness, whatever word you want to use. Mm -hmm. And if you actually understand, like I said, signs and symbols rule the world. So the word is coronavirus. That's what the, the, the group of supposed virus is. But the word corona stands for crown. Mm -hmm. coronavirus was designed to attack your crown chakra mm -hmm. to sever your connection with source correct i've read um a little bit of a few articles that have said that people that 
before they took the job, they used to connect very well during their meditations. And then mm-hmm. after they took the job, they found they could no longer connect in meditations. Right. Mm-hmm. right? So while there's no 100% conclusive evidence, I just look at um, the allegory and I look at the spiritual meanings behind things because right. a lot of these things are very spiritual which when you understand that allows you to unlock many of these uh understandings and concepts and um yeah so it cuts your your connection to to source mm-hmm. so a lot of people felt like they just like what's the meaning i i, I don't they, they lost like this sense of like connecting manifesting and being Mm-hmm. And then another uh, reason would be is that you, in order to feel quotation marks better, you have to take in a booster. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was, a, it was like a trifecta of reasons: one, to cull and kill; two, stop your um, your connection to source because with all this energy coming in from the central sun, it you would have illuminated in the end. You would have, you know, been able to become an ascended master over time because. All this energy is coming in. But if you cut your crown chakra connection, it means then that that energy will no longer be able to enter your body and like upgrade your DNA and your consciousness. Right. So that's another reason. And then another reason was just for pure profit, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, there are two sets of industries. Greed. That, yes, rule the world. The military industrial complex and the pharmaceutical industrial complex. And these mm-hmm. two are the two that basically rule everything because money, yes, is just like a tool for them because as you realize, the pharmaceutical companies made loads of money for three years. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And the, in, the military industrial complex weren't making that much money. So then what they had to do? They create, create a war. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker. You know? Uh-huh. Shocker that that's going on. Right. And Not to it, mention the bio labs that are located there as well. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. this, there's something that I, I have not heard many people say this, um, but there's another reason as well for the war in Ukraine. Do you remember, I think it was 20, yeah, it was 2015 going into 2016, that a certain person deleted 33,000 emails? Mm, I wonder who that might have been. Yeah. Make a wild guess of where the server of all of those um, emails mm-hmm. are stored. Mm-hmm. Ukraine. Well, and and isn't it funny how not only her, but the current administration, like very centered focus as far as shady business dealings, government <laughs> secrets, uh, the whole nine yards happen to be stored there. And then we're paying ridiculous amount of tax dollars to them to i think it's hush money bribe money whatever you want to call it yeah so you see there are a lot of reasons for things that happen in the world it's not just Mm -hmm. one reason right so you have the bio labs in ukraine Mm -hmm. you have the servers Mm -hmm. and then you actually have the ability because this war in ukraine is something that's been building up since 2014 right Mm -hmm. and the Azov group, which is just one group, but they're they're actual real, real Nazis in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Like right. when I say real, real, I mean like the full nine yards Monty. 
I can't remember the name of their leader, but um, I watched a documentary on it. But this guy, he was basically he and his people. They actually fought alongside the Germans and helped enslave the Ukrainians. Their own brothers. Mm-hmm. They they were they were they were. Uh, the, I think that yeah, that's the Azov group. But there's this particular guy. Name begins with B. Can't remember because I've read so much. But he got one of the issues that they had in Ukraine is that he st- he was um, being put forward as to be like this national hero. This is a real, real Nazi, right? Mm-hmm. And this administration that we have in Ukraine uh, have integrated the Azov group and the other neo-Nazi groups into their administration, into right. their government, and into their army. Hmm. Right? Kind of like the United States did. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Right? <laughs> so, hmm. and so this whole uh, reason for the war in Ukraine, there's another reason to wash money. And one of the players that was involved in this was um, Sam Bankman-Fried mm-hmm. with the FTX uh, scam. Right, right. FTX was giving money to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And then Ukraine, or how is it going? No, the United States. Was it, we, yeah, were so we were giving giving money to Sam. Sam. And then, and then Sam, Sam was, giving, Sam money was giving money to Ukraine. And then Ukraine, Ukraine was laundering it back, back to the United, to the United States. States. Right. <laughs> to the Democratic Party. <laughs> so that was another reason, right, mm-hmm. to wash money. Because and mm-hmm. you see that this is a basically a replication of what happened in Rome as well, where mm-hmm. just before the Roman Empire fell, because what defeated Rome was not necessarily someone come and conquered them. They went bankrupt mm-hmm. because the people that were ruling in the Senate realized what was happening they started to suck all the money out of the economy mm-hmm. and therefore they couldn't pay the soldiers anymore uh to, to stand patrol and their territory so the mm-hmm. empire imploded and this is what's happening now right 100 percent, yes and basically um then the war in ukraine was just a distraction to because don't forget i think the date was the 24th of february 2022 from memory that was when the whole pandemic just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Literally, if we, if we want to say, and I'm, again, I'm apolitical. I don't support any political party. I don't care about politics. Vladimir Putin is probably the savior for the pandemic because it's be his, he's directly responsible for making it disappear. Because all the media, until the 24th of February, 2022, it was the pandemic every single day. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Russia, 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 Russia. Planet mm-hmm. just disappeared. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it, everyone was cured, right? <laughs> so, well, unless you live in New York now, because they have a <clears throat> a new, a new variant, a new yeah, variant, E five or E six or some crazy name. I don't know. Yeah. So no, what's happening is that people are starting to get tired of Ukraine because I was actually like. Um, listening to uh, a Polish journalist today, and he was saying that because Poland share a border with Ukraine and Belarus as well. Mm-hmm. And you, Poland has absorbed a lot. They're probably about, he, the guy is saying between three and a half to four million Ukrainians that have entered. That's a lot of people, you know. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Poland, Poland doesn't have a huge uh, population. I think Poland is probably maybe what? 
15 million or something like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, it's tiny compared to like big countries like Russia, 180 mm-hmm. million, United States, 340 million. So if you were to get, say, one fifth of people coming into your country of your population, that's a lot, right? Right. And um, people in, U- in Poland are actually getting tired of this whole Ukraine thing. So they've called elections now for October and they, you know what I mean, want to have a mandate from the people to do other things and maybe try to even go to war with Russia because they have aspirations to revive the old Polish empire, you know? Right. And then now on the Western side, on this side of the water, what do we have now that's trying to take our minds away from the war? The transgender movement. No. I was going to say that or that or aliens. <laughs> well, we can touch on that as well, because that's a very interesting topic there. So remind me if I forget. So the transgender movement is, again, these things are, are, are not, a, the surface is a lot deeper. The reason is a lot deeper. And the information that I have seen suggests that Millions of years ago, when we ended up coming here, we came as light beings. So we projected our energy and consciousness on Earth, and we were these beings of light, right? Mm-hmm. This is where the word human comes from. Hue, light, man, being, light being. Mm-hmm. And over many, many millions of years, what happened is that because Earth is a three-dimensional place, which means it has... Um, Density is dense. Over time, we gradually reduced our brilliance in order to be more dense, in order to fit in here. Mm -hmm. And at that time, we were both male and female. We were androgynous. And when you read the Nagamati text, and it talks about the creation of, of of the universe, and it goes along the lines that in the beginning, there was God. But because there was nothing else but God, God, I'm paraphrasing to say, but so you can get the idea, but God didn't exist because you can only exist if something confirms your existence. Because if you're the only thing there, well, you're actually nothing, but you're everything at the same time. So in order to, to, to create himself or herself, itself, um, God created the universe, so the universe confirmed him. And what happened is that um, he sort of like created more derivatives of himself, so sort of like delegating. So in, like in a company, you have the CEO, and the CEO delegates responsibilities all the way down. It's kind of like a structure, like how God is, where God is everything, but he delegates roles and responsibilities into his derivatives, and it goes right back down to us. So this is why I said in our previous podcast that human beings are a fractal of God containing the whole. And if the the fractal contains the whole, it means that we are the whole. If you take a cup and take water out the sea, the water in that cup still contains the existing um, saline solution content. Everything is exactly the same of the water. So the water is the ocean and the ocean is the water. So you have things like uh, first mystery, second mystery, triple powers, Barbello, and uh, all of these, Pista Sophia, etc., etc. And what happened is that we, 
as at, in that time, we were both male and female at the same time. And what happened is that when we, when we started to uh, reduce our brilliance in terms of our lightness, we became very, very dense. And then when we became very, very dense, we kind of like forgot who we were and what we were. Because here was just supposed to be like, you know, you come here to play around a little bit, feel these emotions, feel this, and then you go back. But then what happened is that we ended up getting stuck here because we kind of like forgot. And then when the Anunnaki came now, they were like um, predators, vampires taking advantage. Then they created us through genetic manipulation. And they knew that we were both male and female because all the text said, um, let us create man. Okay, but man was both male and female at the time because the, the, the biblical story said that Eve came out of Adam. But what it is now is that it is deeper than that is in terms of consciousness because in the book of Jasher, uh, Adam said that when he existed, he existed, Eve existed in him. So she was the teacher of consciousness. She's the one that told him um, that the, the God at that time was not the real God. and uh, He was just an imposter. And then you have in the Nagamati text, it says that when they, they created a body and took Eve, which is the feminine spirit, the, the sacred feminine, and put it into this body, and then they all raped and violated her to try to corrupt her seed and also to lower her gaze so that because she was raped, she would end up becoming like subservient to them. But the Nagamati text talks that Pista Sophia, which is the god of wisdom, or the God of faith and, um, yeah, God of faith and wisdom. She came into Eve and protected the spirit. So this is the reason why we are still able to connect back to God, but albeit in a more difficult way. Mm -hmm. uh, we were, because we all are both male and female. Um, men have lower levels of estrogen, but we still have estrogen in our body. Women have lower levels of testosterone in their body, but they still have testosterone, Right. Mm -hmm. So this whole transgender movement, so I had to say all of that so you get an idea of where I'm coming from. The spiritual connotation behind it is to make us back androgynous, but in a bastardized way. So if you are born biologically male and you become a transgender female, you are technically both male and female, but in a bastardized version. Because... You, you would cut off your genitalia, invert it in, which looks very painful, to be honest. With you. It is very painful. <laughs> you have to keep dilating it, dilating it every day, but I digress. And so you become both male and female at the same time. So you can fulfill that spiritual, um, how it was in the beginning. Just like when males and females, women would uh, have a mammectary and cut off their breasts. And then take all these male hormones and grow a beard and stuff mm -hmm. and then get a, a false phallus. You know what I mean? So they'd be technically both male and female. Right. So what the rulers of this world are doing are to try to take a sacred thing where we're both male and female. Because we have divine masculine, divine feminine that work in harmony. Because ascended masters are both male and female, which is why they're able to heal the sick, walk on water which is why Christ was able to do the things that he did. 
and just a small deviation there's a great book called the life and teaching of the masters of the far east and it was a group of mainstream scientists that went to uh, the far east between 1890 and uh, 1920 so they spent 30 years documenting everything that they saw from these masters and these ascended masters could do exactly the same things as christ did they could walk on water heal the sick they would walk into a room and the room would just illuminate they could make tables appear with food orchestras appear everything so that book is a really good book it's uh, the audiobook version is like 23 hours long it's a long long book very very good and they're both male and female as well so getting back to what i was saying before so they're taking a, a sacred divine being which is both male and female and corrupting it in an inverted bastardized form so that then you can become androgynous but in a very painful bastardized and sick way right, mm -hmm. right. and then what they're doing now is that because transgenderism cannot actually produce children because it'd be impossible because both sexes right. are sterile right, right. This is why they're coming for the children. And excuse me, they're actually telling us that they're coming for the children, you know? Right. So this is one. The other distractions from maybe the war in Ukraine, the pandemic, and all of these things. So there's always like another psyop in order to further the agenda <laughs> uh, to stop us to realize that we are in an ascension process to become the Christ. All of us become the Christ because it's just a spiritual office, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and the reason is, is that this process cannot be stopped because it is written in the stars, is in the cosmos, is all energetic. And this is the one of the reasons too why they're going to fake an alien invasion because as you rightly said, like they, they, they came out and said to us that Aliens are real and that they have <laughs> right. alien alien matter and no one cares. No one Well, it, you know why that is and we we just had this discussion my husband and I the other day. So, they tell you they don't exist because uh if you think they do you're crazy and and it never happened and whatever. And we all know the government tells the truth about everything, right? 100%. Um and so now it's like, okay, well, well, they really do exist and we have proof. And so everybody's like, yeah, no, like they wouldn't believe the government now, no matter what they said about anything, because they've told so many lies and people have caught on to it. So even if they were telling the truth now, people are so desensitized, they don't care. Like at all. The thing is, like, like me and my mate, we have discussions like this. And I am a, I, the way I understand how things work is a bit like they use something called Hegelian dialect, mm -hmm. problem, reaction, right. solution, right. out of order, or, or order out of chaos. Right. And, and I tell him all the time that the way I see it, right, is that they have to tell us the truth at some point. Right, mm -hmm. it is or called the revelation of the method. Mm -hmm. Now, in their eyes, they believe, right, that okay, they believe that 
they are not doing anything wrong because we are acquiescing and allowing them to do it to us. Mm-hmm. So they didn't actually, quotation marks, force us to lethally inject ourselves. They just made it very difficult for us to work. Right. Without and, and Biden just said that. Nobody forced you to get it. Right. Even um, Justin Castro in Canada, he said the exact mm-hmm. same thing. When you, right. there's so many videos, you can see this guy telling you that you will. And if you don't, your life will be very difficult. And you will not be part of the Canadian society if you don't get a job. Get, right? Gaslighting at its finest. Right. Yeah. So the way I see it is that they use magic, right? With a K. Mm-hmm. And right. They will like how a magician does. He uses the art of deflection and distraction in order mm-hmm. to make you focus over there so you don't mm-hmm. see what he's doing over here and he's basically pickpocketing you. Right. So what they've done now is that they have put out all of this disinformation, then come and told the truth. But because everyone is so hooked on the disinformation, they don't see that the truth is there because... Because my mate always like, but Tom, why would they tell us? Why would they? Why, you can't trust anything. I say, this is true. You can't trust it. But when you do your own research, they have to use the media to tell you mm-hmm. the light. And then they have the media to tell you the truth once or twice. Right. Screw me. Then scrub it's it. It's not our fault that, that you missed it. <laughs> right. Right. So what it is that because once or twice they said it and maybe no one picked it up then it means that they can say, hey, Todd, we told you the truth, you know. We told you Mm -hmm. that what we were doing, we told you our whole agenda, but you chose to believe the lie. So in their eyes and their belief system, they have no karma um, attached to our slavery because we are choosing to be slaves because Mm -hmm. we're acquiescing and we're not fighting back because we've been systematically dumb-donged, indoctrinated, vilified, humiliated, for one, mm-hmm. having an opinion, telling your truth, trying to uh, st- stand up for what is right. And they say that, I, I don't, how does the quote go? It says that evil doesn't necessarily come up. Oh, no, evil comes about because good men do nothing or something like that. Mm-hmm. And right. this is where we're at now. We're... We have good people that have stood by for so long and done nothing um, because um, of fear. Of fear. Mm-hmm. And you know what it is is that there's a very, um, very, very good quote by this guy um, called Martin Niemöller. He was a Lutheran pastor in Germany. And he has a very, very good quote that is very relevant to today. He said, first they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I wasn't a Jew. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. Martin mm-hmm. Niemöller. Right. And this is basically where we're at now. We're... Good people stood by and did nothing because it didn't directly affect them. Mm-hmm. And then 
after all the people that they should have stood up for were taken away, then when he wanted someone to stand up for him because they're coming for him now, there's no one there for him. And this mm -hmm. is where the selfishness that we spoke about earlier is coming Correct. from. Correct. Because we don't... Whether you don't agree with a person or not, that person should be able to express their opinion. And I think that if an opinion is good or has basis in reality, is true, is sound, has evidence to back it up, that eventually mm -hmm. will be will rise to the top and show mm -hmm. that it is what it is. But if it is fake, a lie, has no basis in reality, then it will just disappear like how the truth that they tell us disappears it just will go into the ether because no one's focused on it so we, right. we we should have the ability to express our opinions whether they're right or wrong mm -hmm. and what will happen is that we have all these internet sleuths that can fact check stuff well mm -hmm. if if what you're saying is in basic is in reality and it's true there's evidence that would be proven and if it's not people will very rightly tell you, well, hey, Todd, what you're saying is based in just fiction. Well, there's mm -hmm. no evidence for this and that. And then my ideas would go into the ether and no one would remember them, right? And mm -hmm. uh, what we are now is that we care too much about the consequences of what's going to mm -hmm. happen. We care too much about the feelings and emotions of other people to do the, the right thing. Is, the thing is, right, is that we don't we, we we should not care about the opinions and feelings of other people mm -hmm. if if what you're coming from is based on something right right now even if that offends and hurts people you should be allowed to say right right is it is it right or wrong well who knows time will tell mm -hmm. right? right because there's many things that have been proven that have been said to be false and then they come back and proven to be true. And mm -hmm. this is why I say to people, you, you put things on the shelf. So if you, if you care so much about the opinions and the feelings of other people that you will self-censor and not stand up for anything, that means that you will accept everything, which is right. why people have lethally injected themselves. They've mm -hmm. destroyed their businesses. They are you know, about to let the government bring in a central bank uh, digital currency, which can be linked to your social credit score. They'll be in line to get the chip in the hand. But, you <clears> know, <throat> it's mad, right? I used to live mm -hmm. in Europe, right? And I remember when it first kicked off that people were chipping themselves. It was mm -hmm. uh, in Sweden, because Sweden is a really strange right. mm -hmm. And people told me it's so cool. You can go to your office and just swipe your hand you can pay for stuff and mm -hmm. um, and I think that at that time most humans would not have accepted that because they were not uh, demoralized and destroyed and made to depend on the government and this is where we're right. at now that's one of the other reasons for the pandemic because they wanted to bring in this CBDC mm -hmm. in order that the pandemic would be destroying businesses and lives and then also make you sick. So mm -hmm. I said there are many reasons for things. So if you have people dependent on government, which sees themselves as government God, right? Which right. is 
again, mind control, a control system. It means then that you can dictate to the people how to think, what to think, mm-hmm. when to be tired, where right. to go, etc. And if you promise them, and folks, you can the stuff that I'm, I'm saying you can go and check as well. I mm-hmm. remember I saw in the House of Commons in England. I can't remember. I think it was this same guy who's the Prime Minister now. Um, I don't even follow politics so much. Sanak, whatever his name, whatever the Prime Minister. I can't is. remember what his name is now. His name. I really, do, I really, I really tapped out. Right? <laughs> Seriously, I, do, I just don't Same. check anymore. <clears throat> don't care. But he said that this currency can be programmable, and he mm-hmm. made specific example to say that it can be programmable to expire. Right? So mm-hmm. basically. They can give you, say, £3,000 or $3,000 a month in this digital currency, and they will mm-hmm. say that you have to spend all of this money every month. You're not allowed to, to save because they, mm-hmm. in order to keep the economy going, they will encourage you to spend. But they give me conditions attached to it. Where, Correct. Say, for example, they want to force you to eat bugs or to become a vegan. Just mm-hmm. say it. You know what I mean? You can't then buy me. Yeah, they can say, well, you are allowed to have, I don't know, half kilo of meat every month. Mm-hmm. Right? No, half kilo of meat is not a lot, you know, but mm-hmm. for one person, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say they say that. And then when you go to the store, like how it was in Minority Report, uh, you wanted to get into a building, they would say, oh, sorry, sir, you don't have enough credits. Sorry, sir, access denied. Sorry, sir. Mm-hmm. But when you go to the supermarket to pay, they would say, sorry, Todd, you've already had your 500 grams of, of, of meat this week. So right. your only choice is just vegetables or bugs. Mm-hmm. And then they could come and say, okay, Todd, well, you're only allowed 500 grams of vegetables every month. So the rest, you're allowed, but you're allowed two kilos of bugs, right? Mm-hmm. Just saying. So they can actually force and dictate. And then they can say, oh, Todd, but you, you, you did a mean tweet. You, you said, um, mm-hmm. F the government. That's not allowed. So we're going right. to cut your, your rations now from 3,000 pounds or dollars a month to say 2,000, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to increase the amount of bugs that you have to eat, right? Mm-hmm. They, can, they literally can, can do this, right? right? So all of this, the whole pandemic was just to usher in this because it was like step by step by step. You're boiling mm-hmm. the frog, but you don't just throw the, the frog into hot water. You put it into cold water, turn up the heat, and the frog is just, you're just there sitting down. That's it. You're not even realizing it's getting hot because it just gradually happens. And then eventually you die. Or if you do survive, then you would just become a perpetual slave that they'd be like, hey, Todd, have you taken your medicine this week? No. Mm-hmm. Well, in order to, to get bugs, which are really bad for you anyway, um, mm-hmm. you, you need to take your jabs. So you need to go and take your jobs to go and get bugs to eat. So they're killing you in all forms of fashion, right? Well, and I was going to say, too, that part of the ushering in process that that people don't see, but I know because I was involved in that, is the medical industry and how they went from paper charting to electronic charting under Obama. Um where it was forced 
that all these providers had to do everything electronically. Your pharmacy information is is all, you know, prescriptions and stuff are sent electronically and all of that stuff here in the United States. And that was done because they knew these digital passports, if you will, were coming where it's going to have your, not only your currency, but your biometric and medical history on them as well. And so, you know, the, the wave of your wrist or, you know, wherever they're going to implant this crap in the near future, it's all going to be linked to the same exact thing. Your financial records, your medical history, Social literally media. everything, mm -hmm. everything. So this is why they're test piloting in Silicon Valley now. Mm -hmm. Whole Foods paying with your hand and stuff. Yes, but that, mm -hmm. China's been doing that for for time, man. You know, so long time. Yeah, they're way ahead of us, right? And right, the end goal of all of this, because basically, so I've had a couple of people um, reach out to me before and ask me, but Todd, what's the end goal? And mm -hmm. the end goal of all of this is to get us to merge with machines, upload our consciousness, the AI, and become mm -hmm. the Borg, basically. right? Right. And there's a very interesting, I don't know if you can find it still on YouTube because it scrubs so much, but there's a guy called Ray Kurzweil, who was uh, one of the, um, I, can't, I can't remember if he was one of the founders of Google, but he was like big up into Google. And uh, he gave a very, very good, I think this is that in 2008, and they were, because they've been working on A for years. Mm -hmm. And he said that um, we're going to get like these, things into our brains mm -hmm. these chips and he yes. calls them calls them upgrades mm -hmm. and he said that what will happen and he, he gave a very very for some people they may excuse me for for this but he said a very interesting scenario he says as a guy excuse me if you see a girl and you want to go and chat to her he says this upgrade will allow you to to just download a, a, a joke or something so he's like in order to mm -hmm. you know make fun with a girl chat her up and stuff like that you can go and download this very cool joke in real time and you tell this to her and then you'll be able to or, and then if you go to like a, a foreign country and uh, you i don't speak russian I suppose i want to go to russia boom mm -hmm. i can just download the entire russian uh, glossary of vocabulary and um words and phrases etc etc sayings and then so he's saying that with this kind of power that we are uh, going to have, he says that humans um, will be, be upgraded. Uh, we will merge with AI. And basically he's saying that we will upload our consciousness. And mm -hmm. then he said that it would allow us to transfer our consciousness from one body to the next. Mm -hmm. Finally, there's a movie called The Island with Scarlett Johansson, which actually talks about that, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, they use a lot of movies to tell us a lot of truth, you know? Mm -hmm. And... That is really the end goal. And the, in, they couldn't just come and say, hey, Todd, um, you know, would you like to upgrade your consciousness and become God and merge with AI? I'm like, hell no. But <laughs> if you introduce the pandemic, lower the economy, devalue mm -hmm. the currency, institute a social credit system, mm -hmm. digital currency that you're completely in line with, jabbing yourself so you, you, you're attacked from all angles, you've lost your job or your business then you were forced to even 
in trying to save your business or your job, you're going to get jabbed. So they have you know that you have to keep taking these jabs. If you survive, because fun mm -hmm. fact for you here, I don't know if you know about this, but in Monterey, uh, in Mexico, there were about 850 people that died in Monterey within four weeks, and all of them were jabbed. They just mm. died. Isn't right. that shocking and surprising? <laughs> you know I mean? So, and and then like people people are like wondering why you how is this happening? You know what I mean? So it's just like then they use all kind of like different excuses about it's too hot nowadays. Why people? Uh, yeah, yeah your shower was too hot this morning, so that's probably what did it. It's yeah. climate change. change. It's racism. Yeah, oh, I've seen some crazy, crazy explanations of st stuff lately and it's like everything they do is an excuse to cover up for what they've done and absolutely. what they're going to do absolutely absolutely so they, 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 they they've systematically done this whole thing pandemic force you to take jobs destroy your business or your job inflate the currency make you poorer mm -hmm. vaccine passports central bank digital currency then they can come and um you know merge it with a social credit system tell mm -hmm. you that if you want free money from the government you have to take your jobs you have to be very polite to the government you can't send mean tweets then you start paying for stuff by your palm or your iris then what's going to happen then is that before you know it um it's just gonna be a matter of like well, you know, um, if you want to like become really smart, right? Because we're gonna create all these new digital jobs, right? You mm -hmm. just need to get this 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 genetic upgrade so you can like just like have courses just programmed into your brain and you know how to do these jobs. Boom, they've got your consciousness, and then you will be a forever slave. Um, and and obsolete. Yeah, obsolete because <laughs> I saw a video by Paul Joseph Watson yesterday, very good content creator on YouTube. He's I like him. Funny. And I knew about this, but to the level that he's gotten to know is mad. So as a lot of people know, OnlyFans has uh, basically been a massive disruptor in the internet space, uh, creating a lot of simps, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And what's happened now is that People, women were thinking, oh, well, we are going to get one up on the guys here because we can just we can get rich off of the guys simping off for us. But now with AI, you can actually create content mm -hmm. that looks legitimately real, which will eventually put the OnlyFans models out of business, mm -hmm. right? So you wouldn't even need a woman anymore to create content. You right. get your AI to create it, mm -hmm. and the, the AI will be able to speak to thousands of people at once, mm -hmm. creating thousands of content at once. Mm -hmm. So what they're doing is that, here's the funny thing, the catch about this is that it is mostly men that are the ones pioneering <laughs> AI. Mm -hmm. And the women went into the space thinking that they can get one up on the men and just take their money. Now they're being pushed out now, so they right. won't be able to make any more money because... Making content is difficult. Mm -hmm. It's time to edit videos, then to do photo shoots, etc. And 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 and. Mm -hmm. So now, men can create 
AI put women out, dis- disenfranchise women from making their living, whether you agree with it or not, but it is what it is. Right. And then you would have, again, nothing real. So you wouldn't even have a real model doing these things. You're going to have mm-hmm. a, a computer-generated image that looks real. Well, so- and that's the problem I have with, like, all of the AI, like, uh, chat bots and, and stuff like that that they've launched here lately. Because, to me, it takes away creative thought. You can say, write me an essay on whatever. You don't even have to type anything. It'll do everything for you, and it takes, like, two seconds. Fucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you want to say something nice to your partner. Uh, you just go to your AI chatbot, and you're like, I want to say something nice to my wife. Write me a nice poem or, you know, whatever. And so it there's no original originality in your relationship anymore. It doesn't come from you. It comes from an AI chatbot. Yeah, because you see what it is that, they're trying to separate us further and further from source. Right. And because men and women are derivatives of source, because mm-hmm. men and women are meant for each other because... Because <clears throat> we complement each other. Yeah. Because women have certain skills that mm-hmm. men just don't have. Right. And men have certain skills and abilities that women just don't have. Correct. So it's almost like the divine creation made us complement each other in the particular strengths and weaknesses. So our strengths are your weaknesses and Mm -hmm. your weaknesses are our strengths. Correct. And what this does is that this, you know I mean? The end game is to separate us further and further from source and Mm -hmm. to separate us further and further from each other Mm -hmm. so that we don't procreate and don't uh, have children because you know what I mean? We are actually on a population decline, not really on a population incline. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are certain places like Africa and Asia that have a lot of children, but when you compare it to the West, like Japan has a, a, a 1.7 uh, birth rate, right? And to, in order to have, I think, is 2.2, 2.1. Is that a 2.1 to 2.3 birth rates per year, right? In order to... Um, have degenerate the, the humanity continue right mm-hmm. so we are in this um downward spiral on decadence and disintegration mm-hmm. and basically you know excuse me in order to prepare for all of this we need to realize that we are a mind body spirit complex right and we need to realize that we are all three things we're like a stool with three legs and you can't have a stool with two legs it needs all three legs and if, mm-hmm. and if one part of you is weak, it will affect you as a person. Mm-hmm. So you have to work on all three things at the same time. Correct. So, you know, people need to be able to, need to realize that they, ha- they, they can walk and chew bubble gum, you know? So mm-hmm. you don't think of these as isolated things. And the, 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 I'm going to give you all some tips today on how to really do that because I'm very much about solutions and because I find that a lot of people in this genre of information, they just dump information on you. And then sometimes people leave and like, yeah, that was really great. But, well, what do we do with all that? So mm-hmm. I'm going to make some suggestions here to people so that they can prepare for what's to come. Because what's going to come is going to be biblical. 
is going to be worse than we can even imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, when you read some the books that I've read, I I hope that it doesn't go back to that where we have parents sacrificing their children to eat them because of the sheer, you know, desperation. Mm-hmm. And um, I would really hate for that to happen. So, same. What I would say is that first, let's look at the body. And the body, I think, is the entry point and the key to all of this. And mm-hmm. I say, and the reason why is this is that the body is the is something that we have full control of. We actually have full control of the food that we eat, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> we have to realize that food is just energy, right? And when you look at energy, let's look at it in terms of like. Let's look at your body as like a, a Rolls Royce or a Lamborghini. You're not going to just put any old petrol inside the Rolls Royce or a Lamborghini. You're going to put in high quality. Because if you're going to buy such an expensive car, you're going to mm-hmm. make sure that you put proper fuel in it, right? Right. So if you are a Rolls Royce or a Lamborghini, you need to have the best quality food that you can have to put inside of your body because food is just fuel. It's just energy. And this is why... You must endeavor to find organic food, right? Mm -hmm. And or naturally produced food. When they say naturally produced, this is is produced in a natural way. And these are farmers that, um, you know what I mean? Farmers that you can probably go to get produce from, right? Because Mm -hmm. farmers produce stuff and they eat their produce. They're not going to produce stuff that they're not going to eat. So more in a natural way. So if you can get like um, yard fowls, you know what I mean? People that have like these, in Barbados we call them scratch green, scratch, scratch green fowls where they're outside free range eating whatever they can pick up. You know what I mean? You can get mm-hmm. those. Um, this means you get like organic eggs and stuff like that. So get organic foods because um, organic food is full of nutrients and is good pure energy because you need to look at yourself as a lamborghini or a rolls royce Mm -hmm. so what this does know is that because food is energy by default when you're eating food of high energy and it's positive energy it will inject positive energy into you because you are what you eat and you what you eat affects how you feel and how you look 100 percent. yep so if your body looks like trash it means that your food is trash. It is impossible to be eating good quality food and you don't have a good physique, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that you need to do. I would say where people can try to grow their own food. If you can't, I would say make alliances and friendships and connections with people that do mm-hmm. and support them because it means then that if you support them, they would, uh, again... Remember, think of the other person. They will be incentivized to keep growing. And then you can keep buying from them. So Mm -hmm. they will keep growing and you will keep eating good food. So make connections with people that grow or invest in um, people. Always invest in people that are looking to do that, right? Obviously, Mm -hmm. do your due diligence, but we're going to need each other. Because the problem that we have in the world is that we think that we're all 7 billion islands 
uh, we don't need each other, uh, we can do it on our own. No, you actually need community. You mm -hmm. actually need help. You actually right. need to rely on people. And through this process, you would learn a lot about people. You will learn a lot about yourself and you will learn how to vet people because you will make mistakes. But if your intention is pure, eventually you will connect to the right people. Mm -hmm. So look online for people in your district or neighborhood or close to you that you can source local stuff from. And if you go to the supermarket to buy stuff, look at the ingredients on your food. 100%. Stay away, <laughs> stay away from food that has mm. too many chemicals in them. Mm -hmm. MSG, for example, all these artificial and nat natural sweeteners, they mm -hmm. all code words for rubbish. Right. And what these chemicals do is that they tax your hypothalamus, they stress it. And your hypothalamus is responsible for uh, regulation of your hormones. Mm -hmm. And that will make you, uh, this is where you get fat and put on weight because the hypothalamus is stressed. And moody. So, excuse me, absolutely. <laughs> so <clears throat> look at the food you eat. Also, mm -hmm. if you're reading labels on your food, uh, look for things that have lower amounts of sugar and salt. Mm -hmm. So... This I'm a I'm a fitness trainer, so I'm going to show you some of the tips that I teach the people that I coach uh, what to do. Any food that you have, and you're gonna to have to do a little bit of maths in it as well. And the reason is is that they 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 they, they put it in trickery, right? Because right. they would come and say, for hundred grams of this has maybe four grams of sugar or whatever, six mm -hmm. ten grams whatever, but then the bag of that thing is mm -hmm. maybe five times the volume. So you're reading and thinking, oh, 100 grams, but you're not realizing, hey, but this whole thing is five times that. So shucks, if this is 10 grams per 100 grams of sugar, and this is 500, man, that's 50 grams of sugar. That's a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So the rule of thumb is to only consume foods that maximum four grams of sugar, right? Mm -hmm. And then practice where you have an 80-20 rule where if you want to have like those high sugary things, because everyone eats them, like I myself, even though I'm in great shape, I eat them, but I, I have like one day a week where mm -hmm. I would have like higher levels of the things that I like. Um, you can do it that way, right? Use, replace normal sugar with things like stevia, but make sure it's 100% stevia and not mm -hmm. this sugar stevia because... When you read the ingredients, it is sugar with a small amount of stevia, but they're allowed <laughs> to put stevia on it because it contains stevia. So, yeah, it's a lot of trickery. So look at 100% uh, stevia. Monk fruit is another good one. Right. Um, if you can get agave, agave mm -hmm. is a good sweetener as well. Mm -hmm. um, you can use to, 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 to get the same taste, right? And it's just as good. But refined sugar is very bad, right? Right. Salt. Um, have things that have lower level of salt and also if you're going to use salt use either rock salt uh, Himalayan salt or sea salt mm -hmm. normal table salt is rubbish just turn the back and look and you see it has all these chemicals oh yeah chemicals it's just salt you take the salt water you dehydrate it the, the, in the Himalayas with the water that formed up there it just dehydrates and it becomes salt Rock salt is falling between the rocks. It's just salt, right? Mm -hmm. 
these things don't tax your hypothalamus and will not cause you to get fat because the body needs salt naturally. And this is natural salt. So it will just pass to the body, the excess where the body doesn't need. Right. Now, if you're going to eat things like bread and all these kind of pastries, I would suggest that you make them yourself so that you can use organic flour. Because mm-hmm. organic flour is good. The flour not, that, not bleached. Right. The flour that they put in these breads and pastries and all that stuff is inorganic flour. Mm-hmm. And it's full of sugar as well. Mm-hmm. And it taxes the hypothalamus. And this is what causes bloating. Mm-hmm. And we know this because we have cultures like the Mediterraneans and that have been eating bread for so long. But they would tend to use more of the uh, organic flour. Right. And this is why they're not, they don't have such a high, high rate of obesity and stuff because it's the inorganic flour, right? Mm-hmm. Then now, <clears throat> some form of exercise, anything. I don't care what you do. Do something because the body gets weak if the body doesn't move, right? So if right. you are completely like not able to do anything, start to, with some sort of walking, right? Then mm-hmm. you then uh, you can go into uh, weight training as well and um, just to do something play a sport pick up something fun like dancing salsa dancing if you start to learn to dance salsa not only you have loads of fun but you're going to sweat loads and it will keep you in shape so Mm -hmm. some form of exercise right because exercise is the only thing that can immediately change your state in that moment because let me, let me try to phrase this correctly. It is impossible to feel depressed if you're physically doing a sport. Mm-hmm. At that moment, for that hour or two hours when you're doing that sport, you can't be depressed. Unless you suck. I'm kidding. <laughs> but even still, it, because you're moving, you're doing something. Because right. you're that, releasing endorphins. Correct. Mm-hmm. You, you, you give your mind a, a break from thinking about the thing that is making you depressed. Right. So you have a, a mental break from that thing, right? So this is why I say it is impossible to feel depressed while doing exercise. Mm-hmm. You can go about feeling depressed afterwards, but exercise in that moment, impossible. Then start to look at um, the, the friends that you keep, mm-hmm. right? Because... You Absolutely, are a, a product of the five closest friends that you have. Mm-hmm. So, if you have friends that are alcoholics, drug addicts, gang bangers, whatever, you may not want to hang with chronically them. negative, right? Mm-hmm. You, you may not want to hang with them because they're going to influence you eventually, right? Right, yep. Another thing, though, is look at the, the information you consume. Now, it is okay to be aware of what's going on, but you don't have to read every single article about this and the Nazi third. Look, I couldn't even tell you the... Uh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm British, right? I couldn't even tell you what's the name of my, my prime minister because like, <laughs> I've just tapped out, right? But I know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I think it's Rooney Sanak. Yeah, I think that's what it is. See, I, I even have to think, right? So <laughs> I've tapped out. So I would suggest you do the same. Just read enough to see what's the narrative, what they're planning to do, and then tap out and focus on you. Because Mm -hmm. you can't change the world, but you can change yourself. And when you change yourself, you change your world. 
And when you right. change your world, you influence the world outside of you, right? Mm-hmm. Then look at um, picking up things like meditation, right? Meditation, mm-hmm. people think, oh, that's all woo-woo, but meditation comes in all different kinds of forms. You right. can have walking meditations where you can go into the woods and just walk, connecting back with nature. Mm-hmm. Um, you can touch a few trees, hug a few trees. They actually... Um, take out negative energy out of you by connecting back with them you know you can do normal meditation sorry you can go even walk on the beach if you're close to the beach you can just go and walk on the beach right Mm -hmm. that's another form of meditation right right normal meditation whether at night in the morning or during the day you know sit yourself uh in a closed room preferably dark or put on some uh blinders i mean some ipads whatever you call them and um, you know, have like a guided meditation, or put, or just have like some meditative music, and just sit down, go inside of yourself, analyze yourself, see what you can improve, where you're going. Because self analysis <clears throat> is one of the the best things you can do. Yep. But you need a quiet moment in order to to see these things, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, if you are brave, I would encourage people to. Investigate psychedelics, uh, bufa varias, peyote, um, ayahuasca, uh, mushrooms, whatever, because the, these these medicines um, are, are, are actually they're, they're, the, the universe created those for us to connect back so that we can look at ourselves from the outside. Because these give you, yes, they're hallucinogenics, but what they do is that they allow you to look at yourself from a high level. I see, well, okay, well, I am doing that to that person. That's affecting me in that way. Maybe if I mm-hmm. didn't do that to that person, maybe I wouldn't feel that way. So if you're brave, you can do that. Or you can do something like breath work. Um, mm-hmm. That is a, another tool that we have as humans to, 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 to connect back to yourself. <clears throat> and then I would also suggest that, um, you know, you, you start to look to, to, to see where you can help and add value because what humans fail to realize is that there's a big, big, great feeling that we get when we help people. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying be silly and just try to help every single body and they take advantage of you, but see how you can give because the more we give, the more we receive, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, We need to start realizing that, um, you know what I mean? I am you and you are me. And you are just reflection of me. I'm just reflection of you. And there are elements that are in you that, that I see in you that are in me as well. And this is all of us on earth. We're one mind, one right. body, one spirit, one consciousness. We're all one. We're connected. We have the exact same emotions. We go through the exact same things, just maybe different flavorings like food, slightly mm-hmm. Uh, more curry here, slightly more chili there, you know what I mean? Slightly less salt here, but it's all food, right? Right. So that's just an allegory to show that we all go through the same things. We all get angry. We all have, feel happy. We all feel yep. sad. Sometimes we feel depressed. Sometimes we just feel, ah, we get frustrated. It, 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 we have the all range. Why? Because we're the same, right? Right. Stop looking at your fellow brother and sister as different. We're all the same. I am you and you are me. And then start to do some reading, right? So anyone that uh, I've listed a lot of books in this podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, I would suggest that people take some notes and uh, investigate those. 
And I'll give some very, um, I'll do even better. I'll pull up my personal list and give people some very, just few books that would be at real good value to their lives. And uh, if you want to understand the system, so there are a few books here that you can read. 1984 by George Orwell, Brave New World by Aldous Huxley, mm-hmm. Animal Farm by George Orwell, The Grand Chessboard by Zbigniew Brzezinski, and um, The Illuminati and CFR by Myron C. Fagan. If you want to understand a little bit about money, how money works, you can look at Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Conspiracy of the Rich by Robert Kiyosaki again. Um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I would suggest people read something called the Bitcoin White Paper. And the reason why I say that is that if you teach yourself about cryptocurrency, you'll understand that uh, cryptocurrency gives you the ability to be decentralized and you don't need, it's a permissionless system. And when you understand it, you would realize that the CBDC, the central bank, the currency that they were introducing is to try to mimic cryptocurrency, but it's going to be completely centralized where they control everything, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't like right. independent networks, things that you don't need their permission. They want to be involved in your life. So I would suggest people read the Bitcoin paper just to educate themselves to see why, right? Not necessarily right. that you have to get into cryptocurrency, but if you read it, you realize that Satoshi Nagamoto... He created Bitcoin to try to counter the system of the money printing. So just on a high level, so people understand, Bitcoin, uh, the the program, the protocol says that it will produce only 24 million Bitcoins ever, right? Mm -hmm. And every four years, the amount of Bitcoin that is produced is halved, right? So which means that there's not an in, there's a, not an endless supply like the banks do and the government do for printing. So this is why cryptocurrency on a general scale, um, Bitcoin is the big driver of the whole cryptocurrency space uh, because it's an infinite, so it's a finite uh, amount. So this is why if you look when it started in 2009, I think it was, the price was less than a cent and now uh, is 29,30,000. Why? Because there's a small amount Laws of supply and demand. If something is small amount, the price goes up. Mm-hmm. But what's really happening is that because there's so many dollars, the value of the dollar has gone down. So that's a good paper for people to read, and it's free. You can find that on online, and it's only about what seven, eight pages or something like that. It's very short. So that will help you to understand about money. And then, um, then the other one is called. Creative Mind and Success by Ernest Shuftel Holmes. So these are some good books. Oh, another fantastic book, The Richest Man in Babylon. And this is a book that will help you to understand that by paying your debts to people, you will be able to attract money because money is just an energy, right? And Mm -hmm. you cannot attract money if you owe people. I'm not talking about banks and organizations i'm talking people because we have to deal with people in our lives right right these are the people that we have to act for favors rely on you know what i mean call when we're in, in trouble right and most of the time these are your friends and this is why most friendships not i can't say most but friendships end because of money right so mm-hmm. if you respect money you respect your friendship and that person will be there to help you 
in the time of need, right? Mm-hmm. Again, it's not about yourself. It's about other the other person, right? Right. Then in terms of like, um, there's another book called um, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. Very good book. This will help you to realize about a bit about, uh, about consciousness as well. Uh, another good book is The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. And these two books I'll put in because we were talking about male and female social dynamics. Uh, one is called um, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman and The Road Less Traveled. Um, those are pretty good because you realize that you have to take accountability. And uh, if you want to have a good relationship with your partner, if you know their love languages, it's a bit like a bit of a cheat sheet because, mm-hmm. uh, what shall I say? A person is more inclined to do things for you by you knowing exactly the things that they really, really like, right? Mm-hmm. And right. If, 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 for example, I don't know, Let's say your 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 partner likes some rock collecting. Just say, you know, be whatever. And every two weeks, you find her some exotic looking rock or him exotic rock. They can. It may not even cost you anything. They'd be mm-hmm. so thrilled. They'd be like, "Wow, you really care about me, right?" Mm-hmm. And then by you doing that, if you ask them to do something for you, of course they're gonna do it because they're like, "Yeah, well, right." You know, the balance is there, right? So. Right. Think of your relationship as like a bank account. You have to deposit in order to... hundred percent. All of the time. Right. No complacency. Correct. (laughs) So then, no, um, I talk... uh, There's another good book here that I think uh, is called The Four Agreements um, by Don Miguel Luis. This will uh, help you to realize that part... This is one of the reasons why you self-sabotage. Um, it's not necessarily our fault because there's a lot of programming, but mm-hmm. this will help you to um, read through a lot of the programming. So I mentioned, excuse me, some of the books before, the Nagamati text. Uh, another one is called Pista Sophia. Uh, the Book of Enoch. The Emerald Tablets of Thoth. The Lost Book of Enki. Um, I, said, I mentioned before the Enuma Elish. The Atrahesis, Atrahesis, yeah, and the Epic of Gilgamesh, the Seven Hermetic Principles, and I can't forget the I Am Discourse by Saint Germain, the Magic Presence by Saint Germain, Unveil Mysteries. Um, one of my favorite books is called The Kabbalion by um, Hermes. Well, three initiates, but it was inspired by Hermes Trismegistus. Um, the Bhagavad Gita, which comes out of the Mahabharata, which is the Hindu text. Mm-hmm. And then um, Breaking Your Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. And to be honest, any of his books are pretty darn good. And let me see some another top, top book here. Um, yeah, so then you have The Way of Mastery. So those books that, oh, I can't forget this one. The, the, I talk about, I spoke about it before in the beginning. It's called the, um, the Tara Papers. So those books there now will keep you very busy. All of those books you can find 
or as audio for audio books either on Amazon or YouTube and books have uh, do many things one they increase your knowledge base two they increase they improve your vocabulary you will learn how to articulate your points because um, people say but Todd you are able to really articulate well and, and I can't really take all the credit because I read a lot of books so what it is now is that I've been influenced by a lot of authors and then it's just one of those things that over practice and practice and practice you become good at and then what it does now is that it, it helps you to use your imagination because mm -hmm. when you're reading or you're listening you're using your imagination at the same time and this is very important because it promotes creativity right mm -hmm. i was just gonna say that <laughs> and this is something that is lacking now because all we do is Definitely. go on social media look at the latest set of debauchery and you know what i mean it, it just lowers our frequency right Mm -hmm. So we need to uh, start reading um, books. And then what will happen now is that you will realize that your fears and traumas are really the things that hold you back in life. Right? Absolutely. Uh, when you are able to um, work and improve on these fears and traumas, it means then that you will be able to break m m the hold that the matrix has on you and our rulers have on you because mm -hmm. Uh, you you will have the bravery to stand up, and if you stand up, uh, people see you standing up. You will inspire people to stand up as well. It's so called the ripple not, effect. Correct. You may mm -hmm. not be able to change the world, but you can change yourself. And everything that I just talked about just now is about improving yourself. And when people see you starting to change and be a different person, you may inspire that person to to take up their own cross and die mm -hmm. to themselves and follow their own path as well. Because all of us have strengths and talents, but we right. don't really utilize them, right? Um, my goal is to try to touch, move, and inspire people to um, find their talents, overcome their fears and traumas, do the work on themselves, and connect back to source because we're all one, you know? We all need each other, right? Right, absolutely. Because what they're trying to do is trying to bring back the Anunnaki on earth because ancient scripture says that they used to walk, the gods used to walk amongst man. Mm -hmm. And from reading the tea leaves, it looks like they're going to try to do a fake invasion, alien invasion, which was Project Blue Beam. Right. And basically, um, the Anunnaki will come back here and they will be, they will, we, we will perceive them as gods. But if we're in a very, very low state, it means then that we would accept whatever they say and do whatever they say and adore them, give up all of our freedoms for safety. And if you've overcome your fears and traumas, you will say no. Because right. the thing is, is that if we stand up as a collective, they can't do it. Because mm -hmm. what they do only works on coercion, trickery, and stealth. And right. if we shine the light on what is doing their plan can't work right but we right. need all of each other to stand up work on ourselves keep carrying our cross and keep trying to improve ourselves if not we as a people will will we will disappear as a species right absolutely because we are at the end of ages and after this age there will be a new age and the new age will we'll be going into the ascension into the fifth density fifth dimension 
And the reason why we need to go through this path is because at that level of consciousness, you will be able to manifest immediately simply by your thoughts. Now, we can do that in the third dimension, but I, I don't remember how to manifest a gold coin in my hand like that. But at that level of consciousness, I know that I can tap into the etheric realm uh, through my knowing that because I am God and I can create, just like you are God and everyone else on the planet is God, I can create a gold coin in my hand. I would remember how to do it. And the reason why I, I say this is very important because when we overcome our fears and traumas, when you see a fellow person, you can manifest maybe something very something bad happening to them. And then that be on your conscience. And that would actually hurt you even more to know that you can do that. You have that power. But you need to have great power becomes comes of great responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to understand that we need to pass through this so that we're responsible, take accountability, uh, so that you wouldn't hurt your fellow man because we would just fall again into chaos and debauchery and the cycle will continue. And who wants to come back here and repeat this? I certainly don't. <laughs> You know, to be honest, hard pass hard pass hard I, I, pass for me I, 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 don't, I don't want to do it um, to be honest I just wish sometimes I could just like disappear you know mm -hmm. and just like go and visit different realms of consciousness different worlds learn from masters teach mm -hmm. you know what I mean heal the sick you know what I mean those are things that I would love to be able to do but I don't want to repeat this just I don't even have my god powers or should I say I don't remember my God powers because I have them, but I just don't remember how to use them. And mm -hmm. this is where we are, you know? So these, um, this way I had to go from all the beginning so that this part that I had to share, <laughs> which is the most important part, made sense. Mm -hmm. Because if I didn't start from there, all of this wouldn't make sense. Well, and for, for people uh, who are new to the podcast, you can go back and find... Um, the episode that we did together, I can't tell you right now what what episode number it was, but it, it has, it's been a, over a year ago. Um, yeah, but make sure you guys go listen to that because that had a lot of information in it as well. So, Mr. Todd, thank you so much for joining me again. And where can people find you at? Well, I, people can find me on social media. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be looking to do my own podcast as well and a website eventually. Good it's for you. something that I'm starting to work on now because, um, you know, I, I do this out of like love because I, um, you know, I like sharing this information and it's a mm -hmm. talent that I have that I'm able to put together all this information and show how it relates. Mm -hmm. And, um, but on the day, daily, day to day, I am an online fitness trainer. So I help spiritually inclined people burn fat and build muscle. And um, if you would like to start to work on yourself and get into the best shape and mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, psychologically, then you can find me on Instagram at uh, Adriano underscore 246 or my name, Todd Cave, T-O-D-D-C-A-V-E on Facebook. Uh, send me a message with uh, burn fat and let's see if I can help you or if you have any questions about any stuff that we have um, talked about today and um, you know like you've read some of the books or you're interested in some other books whatever because I've read tons of books but I just picked out like the best of the best that would keep mm -hmm. you busy enough that 
Because what happens is that when you start to read all these books, you end up finding other books. Other right? books. <laughs> that, that build on it, right? And that was like the skeleton of your being, you know, combined with the other things that I talked about, uh, eating right, doing exercise, meditation, all of those things build on top, right? Mm -hmm. And so if, and I think that the best way to start is to actually start to work on the body, start eating right, start to do exercise, because this will give you a lot of positive energy release, the endorphins, you'll have more confidence to take risk, you'll probably be able to invest in that business, create that business, you know what I mean, ask that person to marry you, or, you know what I mean, approach that girl or that girl, whatever, because you're feeling better about yourself, and this, mm -hmm. this is what it's all about, right? Right. So, and I do, uh, I'm also like, in my coaching, I coach not just you how to get into shape, but I coach you mentally and physically and spiritually as well, because there's a, everything I do has a spiritual connotation to it. So I would uh, send you like certain meditations, uh, recommend a certain books to read, depending on, you know I me mean, when I start to work with you, create some like daily habits for you to do as well, because mm -hmm. it's all connected. This is why we started from the Anunnaki to come to here because it's all trip, 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 connect, connect, connect. And it's like this very, right. very tight. So again, right. if anyone uh, interested in getting into the best shape of their life, find me on Instagram at Adriano underscore two, four, six or Facebook Todd cave. And yeah, looking up, uh, looking forward to working with you, hearing with you and getting into best shape and helping to improve your life and improve how you feel about yourself because the inside, the outside is a reflection on the inside, and I focus a lot on on the inside of you. And once you can overcome fears and traumas, you you, you the, the creations that you can produce uh, are endless. You know, in, in, endless endless possibilities you can create. You know, amen to that. And if anybody has questions on anything that we've discussed today, make sure that you hit me up. Hit him up whatever so go to his page make sure that you uh follow him so you can ask him any questions or get hooked up with his fitness program so mr todd thank you so much for joining me today it was a pleasure and we will see you next time have a yes. good one everybody thanks for having me